Hey everyone, welcome to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is I, Gabriel Montalvo, or the infamous Gabriel Montalvo, as Evan likes to say. He's not here because I'm trying to take over the show without his knowledge. But accompanied with me is the wonderful uh, Gabrielle Lipsky. She will be my co-host tonight. You see, you have Gabriel and Gabrielle. It's a wonderful mix, in my opinion. But then again, I'm the mastermind behind this, I like to say. But before we get into our wonderful discussion of Pride Month, Please be sure to visit our store at theempirestateconservatives.com so you can check out all of our snowflake melting merch, as Evan likes to say. It's melted a few snowflakes, but I've more or less seen more people give me honks, uh, especially when I see the Stack'em and Schwack'em shirt that I'm currently wearing. Very to a friendly over here in this show. Uh, But let's get into it. Let's get into the news for the day uh, or the topic right now. If you are a fan of Star Wars like I am, I know Gabby isn't as much as I am, but I'm a huge nerd. Uh, they're introducing a new character called Reva on the Kenobi show. Now, she happens to be a uh, black American uh, who is the one of the main antagonists on the show. And she's been getting horrible, racist, uh, you know, death threats and comments in her DMs, which is we can all agree. We can both agree here that that's not welcome. That's not right. You know, I'm a minority. Gabby's a minority. You know, in our own perspective. Uh, so why why do this? But sadly, that's what's going on. But then Star Wars takes it an extra step and tries to go super woke and says, "You have no, uh, you have no place here. There are twenty over twenty thousand um, or twenty million uh, species in uh, Star Wars, and therefore you should not be racist. Racism has no place in our galaxy." And Gabby, you said something pretty, uh, pretty funny uh, akin to that fact. So you, you, you lead it off. Well, so obviously, with no background in Star Wars, the fact that species exist, nothing like that. I just read the species comment, and my immediate reaction was, so they're referring to black people as species. But that may not have been the case. However, we all know that once you go woke, you go broke, and. Coming from a person who doesn't watch Star Wars, I could tell you right now that if I do watch Star Wars, it's to escape the reality that we call this crazy, chaotic nation these days, this world. Um, So if I'm going to sit there and watch something that's supposed to be about, is it even about outer space? Like, I don't I don't (laughs) understand it at all. I think it's like a sci fi thing. But like, it's it's fictional. It's made of insane, ridiculous fictional characters. I'm not watching it because I want to get an education lesson on black America. I'm watching it because I want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi beat the hell out of like the Jedi. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but you get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Darth Vader for before we have an angry nerds comment at us. Yeah. Jedi, the good guys. But um, (laughs) well, to their point, it's like, yeah, you get to Gabby's point. You get into star Wars. It's a fantasy. The reason why I delve into Lord of the Rings and I can't wait until the new Rings of Power spin-off TV show for the Lord of the Rings comes out because that's going to be the same woke nonsense. Um, we're 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 projecting that that might uh, that might come out the same way. But you go to escape escape reality. You go there to see you know the the classic hero's tale. And with this new Kenobi show, people have been waiting uh, for it to you know for that story to between episodes three and four to unfold for a long time. And finally, the the original cast members are coming back and reprising roles. It's great. Everyone's feeling great. It just so happens to be that the main antagonist, uh, I, it's either it's a combination of bad of bad writing in the script and 
the acting falls a bit bland. Maybe she's not comfortable with the role. Whatever. It's no. It's nothing bad against her. But the bigger thing when Disney and Star Wars says that don't be racist. It's ironic that they say that because if you look at the material, the promotional material for Black Panther, I remember when everyone was going Wakanda Forever and stuff like that when, when, uh, when that movie was coming out. And it was a very big source of Black Pride, um, you know, which is fine. But they covered Black Panther's face, Chadwick uh, Bosman's face, the actor who played Black Panther, they covered his face with his mask in the Chinese marketing. And in Star Wars specifically, there was a character named Finn who was a uh, Black Stormtrooper. And in the posters in China, boom, they removed his face from the promotional material because, you know, you got to make your, your dollars in China. And guess what? Apparently, the Chinese don't like it when you're, when you're marketing a black person. So it's these double standards. It's the rules for thee, none for me. I'm on this moral to high ground, this ivory tower. And it's really upsetting to see uh, that, you know, you have these people try and lecture you. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead and finish what you're going to say. I was just going to say, because you have, you, you know, you have all of these types of people that just go around and, and give you, you know, just continue beating it into you. And I personally think that when you're looking at some of the Star Wars characters, you have people like uh, Lando Calrissian, who was a character you found in Empire Strikes Back. That was the second Star Wars movie ever produced. And he had a pretty prominent role. And it, he was even the one who blew up the second Death Star um, in episode six. So he was, of course, like, huge in the and people loved his character um in star wars video games there are black characters and you even have samuel jackson playing mace windu one of the most popular characters who is also yeah. a um you know a black american so this has nothing to do with the race aside from those racists those actual racists but if someone's commenting and that's another thing if, if, if i should have an opinion to be able to say or should have the ability to say hey i don't like this acting i think it could be a little bit better as a consumer without being told you're a racist. And that's what it boiled down to. It was not a discussion on if you're racist or not. It's a discussion on if you, you if you don't like her in this show, automatically it's because you are a racist. Yeah. Yep. That basically sums it up. I'm, and I'm, I'm disappointed because, you know, you would think that Disney would have pulled back the reins a little bit after they've come under fire so many times over the last year about the stupidity. And, and you know, they're cowards because you know, they come under fire and then they pull back and they're like, whoa, 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 sorry, sorry, didn't mean to offend anybody. And then they pull something else and then they, you know, and then their their statehood gets threatened or their profits get threatened. And that's when they 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 stand back and say, oh, okay. And then, and then they have the opportunity to make a great show with a beautiful woman who's talented and, you know, and they make her role about her race. And I almost, it, it makes me wonder if these actors that are put in this position just throughout the entire industry, if these actors specifically that are put in this position that have this giant weight on their chest to be not only an African-American or some other minority, and they have this pressure on them to be the best version of that race Mm -hmm. and to idealize this whole, you know, idea that they're supposed to be the, you know, the epitome of, of American racism and black America and, you know, it, I would imagine that that definitely is reflected in her acting. And I'm sure that there's such a tremendous focus on on making the storyline about, you know, whatever struggles that that minority group is facing at that time, that it's only going to it's going to dilute any any type of substance, you know, content that people are actually looking for when they watch things like Star Wars. So, 
Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, anybody who's watching these movies, is it a show? Is it a movie? Is it what, what it's is a, it? It's a limited series on, on Disney+. Okay, Plus. limited right. series. I'm sorry to anybody that's watching this limited series and is is just tasting the the cracker, disgusting, foul blandness because, <laughs> you know, that's what that's what you expect with with modern day modern day film. Right. Uh, no, for for sure. I mean, and and it seems like in Star Wars specifically, uh, in the newer one, just going back to Finn, and uh, then we'll move on. But it's like this was a character who was in the first like movie of the sequels when they came out. This was a character that was set to be like, oh, is could he be like? Could he himself have the powers of the Force to become a Jedi? Uh, you know, can his role as a defecting stormtrooper to to fight for good and justice? Um, how will that play into it? And they just honestly. Um, they honestly just dropped the ball time and time again uh, with that. They'd made him into a, a secondary char- character, comic relief, uh, bad writing. And it feels like it's, it's a continuation. And then added to the mix that societal pressures of the societal pressures of s- saying like, Hey, well, you happen to be of this skin color of this race. Mm-hmm. You now have to represent all of us and meet mm-hmm. everyone's expectations while still sticking to yourself and the brand that you're, you know, that you're acting for, you're, you're portraying. So I'm sure it's not an easy task whatsoever. And that sure as hell doesn't merit anyone to be, you know, cruel, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're making it seem like it's basically like when Hillary called everyone, you know, all Trump supporters deplorables and oh, racists yeah. and, and xenophobes. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're alienating your base here. Um, but you know, speaking of, uh, you know, preaching from Ivory Towers, let's get into, well, as of now, we're recording this, it is June 2nd. It has been a full 24 hours into Pride Month. And, of course, with every sort of turn of the, I, I want to say turn of the century, but that's not the, the proper term, turn of the of, of every June that comes through, we see that companies like to put on their logos of the nice and wonderful rainbow inclusion flag, uh, which I think is somewhat outdated because they keep updating it. Now the newest flag is includes a, um, a Ukrainian uh, symbol, the Ukrainian flag uh, colors in their triangle, actually, if you look at it, uh, because they are standing in solidarity with Ukraine. Not sure how that actually relates to, uh, you know, LGBTQ rights, because it's not really uh, smiled upon to be a part of that community in the Ukraine proper. So maybe someone didn't get the message. But Yabi, tell us what it's like for, uh, you know, corporations to do this switch at, uh, you know, waiting patiently on May 31st until the clock strikes 12 to be on June 1st. Yeah, no. So I, I call this the season of woke capitalism. It's the month of June. You know, you have all these multinational companies like Coca-Cola, BMW, Lenovo, Microsoft. You know, they, they put on their rainbow logos. They change all the graphics on their website. And suddenly, you know, they're throwing rainbows around like confetti. Um, but, you know, what Pride Month is, is just a, it's supposed to be June-long month that it basically honors what went on at, at Stonebridge and you know, representing the, the the progress of LGBTQ plus rights in America. Um, but what it's really turned into is all these corporations just it's a, it's a big profit grab, essentially. Um, so after doing a, a lot of digging, you know, all these companies are coming under fire on Twitter because, you know, if you notice the logos that they have in all these countries that accept or make, you know, or allow legally for, you know, um, homosexual marriage or people to have transgender rights. All of those logos are rainbow and pretty. But then the uh, Middle Eastern countries like Syria, Iran, 
all these countries where these gay rights are in pro are in um legal, the logos haven't changed at all. And they're not marketing, you know, the LGBTQ movement. They're not, they're not talking about it. Um, so to me, it's incredibly ironic that what's considered stunning and brave to celebrate a cause that basically it wins unqualified applause from like big tech, big media, you know, big everything. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's culturally sensitive to let human rights abuses, you know, in, in, in one, how do I, how do I explain this? It's like, okay, so it's considered culturally sensitive in, in countries that it is legal for people to be gay or be trans to throw rainbows around. But then it, it is also culturally sensitive to allow for the execution and persecution of gay and trans people to continue to not be acknowledged in other countries like the Middle East and all these, you know, countries that these, these companies are not throwing rainbows at. Does that make sense? Um, so I, I wanted to touch on that on the show because I mean, we've been talking about the woke mob for some time and Gabe, tell me about, I mean, you seem like a tech nerd, like the Microsoft yeah. kind of is your, is your thing, I suppose. Like, what is your take on that? Uh, well, funny you should say that I, I am a, the Microsoft type of person. Um, ah. But I actually, but I'm on my iPad right now, so oh. you know. yeah, yeah. But it's it's okay. This is the only th- Apple product I actually own. Um, but that's a whole different thing. No, it's like when I see these types of these types of switches again, like you know the 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 better than the type of mentality. It's the same. I, I ask the same questions as when you know women or third wave feminists are going out and saying we need equal rights. I'm like, well, what is that? What is it that you do not have access to? Make a list with research, you know, and, and we can go and, you know, fight this together. If there's, if you find that there's actual injustice, it should be, it should be put into an, I can agree with that. But then it's like, and I would ask them and it's like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and they'll pull, they'll pull up something at the wage gap. And then, you know, we, we could always get into that some other time, but it's the same thing with the LGBTQA plus um, movement. It's like, if you don't, if I didn't say that just now and someone to cut a clip of it, I'd then be labeled as a horrible person. And the same type of corporatist uh, media will then go, uh, will go at you and, you know, put all the isms on you. So it's like what J- Dave Chappelle said in one of his comedy specials. It's like the minority, you know, movement, the civil rights movement, uh, the black American movement, uh, for civil rights in the United States has not even close to uh, has not even come close to achieving what the LGBT uh, community has been able to uh, achieve in such a short amount of time when it comes to want, power. Do you want to know what's crazy though? So on March seventh, the forty-seven member Geneva-based council held its first ever session in history. They walked out for um, sexual orientation-based discrimination and violence. They had a walkout protest for, in favor of, sexual orientation-based, well, to put an end to, sexual orientation-based, you know, discrimination and violence. But you're not hearing that. You're, no one, no one is talking about, I mean, that's huge. This is, this is a, a region in this country that has been, so violent towards people who are 
um, homosexual, who are trans, and their their counsel had a walkout. They're they're advocating for these things, and no one's talking about it. We're too busy throwing up the rainbow flag and putting Benny Johnson. Uh, what's his name? What's that kid's name in the White House? Benny Benny Skinner. Benny Skinner. Benny Skinner. That's the one who with the long nails that was going. Yes. Over there. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me let me confirm that. <laughs> I, I think it's Benny Skinner, but we're so busy putting that kind of ridiculous propaganda out there and, and these faces and these logos and this virtual signaling that we're not actually acknowledging that the progress that is happening globally for the LGBTQIA plus community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I want to say the left has a really profound obsession with flags. Have you noticed that? Like it's, yeah. it's you know, like first it was um, obviously the rainbow flag. And that was like, everybody was like, wow, a flag. And then it was like the BLM flag. Then it was the Ukrainian flag. It, 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 like it's, it's now all of a sudden is like, if you don't have a flag other than the American flag in your Twitter bio, you are racist, homophobic, you don't stand with Ukraine. Like there must mm-hmm. be something wrong with you. And yeah. God forbid you use the American flag to virtue signal. Because then if you use the American flag, you may even be deemed a racist, even mm-hmm. though it's a symbol of the most prosperous, tolerant country in the world. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, it, it's funny you say that. You forget that in social media, you also have to have your pronouns to make that <laughs> extra padding. <laughs> yeah. Safety. It's like, and, it, and it's so, it, it's like you see the duality of man on social media. And if you go on Twitter, especially, that's when you have all of the isms and the I support this, this and that. Uh, she, her, them, they, zizz, or whatever. And it's like, if you see that, it's like, okay, I know the talking points that are going to happen. It's not going to be, hey, let's discuss, the, let's discuss the issues. It's how over person I am for even questioning the subject mm-hmm. versus if I see an American flag, I'm like, okay, that person's a Republican or a conservative. It's like, it's yeah. like the right has a, or Republicans in general seem to have like a monopoly on the idea of patriotism. Um, and the left will have a monopoly on feeling sorry for other people. Uh, I mean, that's why they'll show their, their, their virtue signal. They have to show it. They have to show that they'll stand in solidarity with BLM, with Ukraine, with the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, other people, they'll eat themselves alive. Honestly, it's not even other people that much. It's they themselves in their echo chamber will eat them alive and say like, oh, well, don't you know that I, I, I support X, Y, and Z because I have their, um, their signs in, in my porch, in my yard. And, oh, excuse me, well, you didn't actually include this, uh, you, you know, this other unknown issue, minutia issue that's going on right now. You are not one of us and you must be one of those right wingers. And that's how they get you because now you have people in the media. I forgot what was the name of that reporter, but she goes around and says, I was in a town that had American flags everywhere. And I think it was for like Memorial Day or 4th of July. And she's like, I felt like I was in a fascist uh, country or, or what have you. And it's always, it always goes to Nazi Germany, uh, which is really insensitive. Um, to say the least, but you look at that and it's like, why? To your point, Gabby, the uh, the United States has been the only nation or one of the only nations in this in the world that not only had a successful revolution, had defended its independence on more than one occasion, and has, aside from a civil war, stuck 
and made sure that there were people of every different race, creed, religion, background, whatever, were able to coexist. Mm-hmm. So to then look at our history and for these same people to, to go into uh, and to teach our children even or to portray it in, in media that, that younger people and even uh, those with impressionable minds consume to say that we're such, this, we're such a horrible nation. You're, we're one of the only countries in the world that we're allowed to say that our nation's horrible or great without mm-hmm. any persecution. And imagine you being a homosexual in the Middle East and then speaking out against your government. That's a double whammy for you right there. Yeah. And it's not anything, you know, it's, it's wrong. It's coming from a Western opinion, I mm-hmm. would say. But to these people, it'd be 100% okay. But it, goes, it also leads into what you said before, which was why aren't these people that are so adamant about showing how virtuous they are, rather than planting your flag in your yard, Rather than the American flag, why don't you go and do some missionary work in, uh, well, not missionary, but these, these, you know, good works in other countries that need this? Because there are people that are still getting persecuted for being who they are. We're here on this show saying that it's not okay. There are other people that share that that same sort of mindset. But at the same time, there's thousands of people getting locked up, jailed, uh, tortured, and it's not right. And do you know what here organizations like the UCLA are advocating that we do for gay rights? Do you know? In, enlighten are, us in the audience. Okay. So essentially their idea of how we can prevent discrimination of LGBTQIA plus or um, essentially eliminate hate crimes against them altogether is to fully decriminalize sex work. Decriminalize drugs or drug paraphernalia um, and loitering, as well as decriminalizing HIV. And I suppose that decriminalizing HIV means that if you know you have HIV and you have sex with somebody else and don't advise them that you have HIV and you give them HIV, that you shouldn't be held liable for anything that happens to that person. This, mm-hmm. this is what the left is advocating that we do to help the gay community and the trans community. So what I, I'd like to touch on that then, yes. because these ty- these groups are advocating for sexual education in the classroom. But mm-hmm. as soon as you bring up HIV and AIDS, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not exclusively or that we're not more at risk to those sort of diseases than, than you know, heterosexual uh, couples. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you look at the data, it's not true. Now, when monkeypox was, uh, I don't know if they're still trying to push that, that whole uh, story, but when monkeypox started to ramp up in the, in the media, you mm-hmm. found that, uh, I think it was in the, in the European Union where their um, NHS had gone out and said that, hey, if you're homosexual, you are at a higher risk of, of uh, contracting monkeypox. But that does not mean that just because you're a homosexual, and they were backpedaling and trying to fluff it out as much mm-hmm. as they can, just to say, hey, <laughs> guess what? Be smart. Use protection. Make sure that you're, you know, you're making good decisions out there in life. But they had to back it. You had to be very careful because if not, canceled right then and there. And mm-hmm. but that, but my question is, if you want to talk about your sexuality in the classroom, why not also talk about the risk that it could bring? The same mm-hmm. way that if you have consensual sex unprotected with, um, you know, with a with a hetero, in a heterosexual couple, then you have the chance of in nine months having a financial burden for the rest of your life <laughs> or contracting an STD or contracting know? an STD. And, and also another thing is, you know, now that we've reached this point in the United States in 2020, where being trans or being gay or really being anything you want is widely accepted. 
why do we still feel the need to shout these personal sentiments from the rooftop? Like what about being gay or being trans is some kind of sense of an accomplishment, something that you should be proud of. I understand that in the United States, we did have a bit of a wall up there where we were unaccepting of gay and trans people. I understand that. But now we're in 2022. And if God forbid someone speaks out about someone being gay, or if you're Chick-fil-A and you don't serve somebody because they're gay and you run, you run the risk of your entire company being shut down because you get sued or you run a bakery and you refuse to make a cake for a gay couple and you still lose the case because of religion. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like how, how is being gay or being trans an accomplishment in this? Why do we still feel the need to bow down and wave a flag for your personal sentiment. If I got on this roof and I was like, I'm straight, nobody cares. But if I got on the roof and said, I'm gay, they're gonna shower me with confetti and a parade, and they're gonna they're gonna worship me for an entire month and make my Oreos rainbow. <laughs> like you know, I know it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, you're right, it, it doesn't make sense. It's it's about stroking the ego, and that's yeah. what these the leftists like to do. It's like Oh, well, look at how virtuous I am uh, by with like, you know, going back to what we said with our flags. And it's like, I'm such a good person, the constant pat on the back. And now I, I'm mm-hmm. gay. I'm, I'm in the crowd now. And I'm not saying that people are, uh, you know, choose to be who they are because of a fad. But there are certainly people who are posers in the world, in the real world. I mean, hell, I'll I throw to people who, who call um, people who pose as trans people, because this is typically a trans problem. Mm-hmm. They call them gender appropriators oh wow i did okay yeah that's that's a new thing but gender appropriators (laughs) i mean it's 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 obviously a pattern of behavior there's obviously Mm -hmm. something going on where people feel that you know there's something going on where they need to fit in or whatever the case is but regardless it's just oh And I forgot to mention back to the um, how America is saying that we should help the LGBT community. How Mm -hmm. the UCLA is saying we should help them. A couple more calls to action is defunding the police, expanding affordable housing, and expand employment programs. I see. You you give me to take them out. Scroll down all the way of my of my (laughs) list. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine, but. It's it's always like it's it always leads back to like you know to one thing. It's it's always about how horrible this country is, but how great they are. So if there are so many of these wonderful quote wonderful people and leftists in this great nation, why is it still so horrible? You have that you know you control the media, you control education, you control um, parts uh, different parts of the government. So why is the country still so horrible? Why are the inner cities still underperforming in than suburban or private areas? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to education. So these are questions that they'll never ask themselves. But so long as they feel good about themselves, that's all that matters. Uh, Peter Hitchens, the brother of the late uh, Christopher Hitchens, actually um, uh, was it was in an Oxford debate or Oxford discussion where he's talking when he mentioned that he used to be a liberal and he says being a liberal felt good because it gave me a sense of moral authority of moral superiority and righteousness exactly self-righteousness it is seen time and time again and really it's like 
you look at all of these people who who have that sort of entitlement versus the uh, you know the small town uh, you know conservative you know cul-de-sac or, or neighborhoods and in my experience coming from you know going from you know urban new york city to you know small towns in pennsylvania i find that there's a lot strong community people more people willing to give up their time and their and don- and donate uh, two causes and struggles, not only within the community, but, you know, planning food drives and stuff for, you know, in the larger area. Now, of course, you find that in, you know, in places like NYC, but you find that's typically backed by, you know, some sort of government uh, subsidy or some sort of NGO. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, but these are the first people to tell you that you're wrong for living in a, in a suburban area. Um, that, you know, your, your, your small right. worldview. The P word, privileged. Privileged, yes, yes, one hundred percent. You should see my electric bill. Um, but <laughs> I also wanted to touch before we go. I wanted to touch on um, something that I had actually seen uh, in uh, when it comes to Pride Month. Now I understand this coming from. I can understand the reasoning behind a Protestant uh, community or Protestant uh, churches. Uh, but when I was in Philly today, I found that a lot of um, churches, whether it be Protestant or Catholic, mm. actually shower their um they their grounds with rainbow flags and of course you know the the occasional blm flag so gabby i want to know your thoughts on uh churches um putting or decorating their the the grounds and making political statements with the lgbt uh you know community you know it the, the problem i think here is that those churches have been around for so many years They've planted their roots in those communities for so many years. And now we have this, I mean, I I don't know where you were, but depending on where you are, you have this cohort of new young people moving into the city. Typically those new young people where you see these, you know, towns and cities up and coming, they're not attending church because they, much like all of the younger, you know, generations of America have had religion pulled from their upbringing. They don't really see religion as important or they think that attending church is homophobic because they have all these preconceived notions of what the Catholic church really, you know, means. Um, And I think that the churches right now is it's basically a cry for help by making these political statements when they're really not supposed to um, in order to, to really pry people to go to church, putting those, those flags up are kind of like a, Hey, you know, we're cool. Come hang out with us. We have candy. You know, it's, 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 it's a lore, you know, and, and by the church virtue signaling, it's almost like, like a beacon to the other virtue signalers that, you know, to come join hands and, and be, you know, all self-righteous together. Um, It's a shame to see that happen because, you know, I like to think of the church as a place of home that you can go and exist to be yourself. And in the eyes of the Lord, you are, forgiven you are looked at as as you know who you are accepted for who you are and it shouldn't be a matter of what it is that you're willing to forgive or not forgive you know it's you know the lord accepts you for whatever you believe um so that's my take on that i I think that's that's pretty terrible that churches are doing that Right. I mean, they, they, it's, it's reminds me of a Robin Williams skit. Uh, uh, one of the last ones when he was in DC, he was like, uh, they should get like Brazilian, um, like Mambo dancers to go out there and uh, start, you know, uh, yeah, really. dancing, dancing outside for the church. Their shirts and, you know, doing like a yeah. mark bra, you know, it's <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and that's sort of, and 
and the reason why I'm even saying this is because it's it's in the you know in the Bible itself. You know, you're looking at that sort of like depra- quote depravity, so that you can bring that into the church, and it's either what are you going to try and say that you're going to convert them, or is, and then that becomes a lot of it becomes very murky waters. It becomes a very slippery slope uh, yeah. when it comes to that. But I mean, hey, the church is trying to do some outreach. You know, again, we're not saying that it's wrong to be who you are. What it's saying is you're having a a complete, um, you know, an ideology that has its foundations and its rules uh, and and guidelines for life. And now sort of caving in to avoid being canceled, to avoid being picketed and protested. And these are these are religious institutions, but you never see these people uh, picket a mosque. If anything, they'll defend the uh, the Islamic community before they'll defend the Christian community. Yeah. Um, even though Christians have been widely, generally, have been widely uh, more LGBT friendly than um, than that uh, in Islam. But I digress. That being said, bit of a shorter episode today, but that's only because we have a special episode uh, coming out tomorrow at 5 p.m. Be sure to uh, tune into that. More information comes to follow on our social media. So that means you can follow uh, the Empire State Conservatives podcast on Instagram, Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. And Gabby, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Twitter at G-A-B underscore R underscore I-E-L-L-E. You can also follow my media group. It's like Facebook without censorship at Our Freedom Book um, on Instagram. And also you can follow my personal Instagram. That's G-A-B-B-Y-L-I-P-S-K-Y. Perfect. And you can follow me, Gabriel Montalvo, on the Google. If you just type in my name, as you see here, again, that is Gabriel E. Montalvo for those who are listening. And of course, we appreciate all of our listeners and those who uh, participate um, on our live show. So please don't forget to comment. uh, Remember, share the show. Maybe we can change people's minds. We'd love to have people with opposing opinions as well. So if you think that they'd be a good fit, we can certainly do a segment with them. And make sure to check out our store at EmpireStateConservatives.com where you can find all of our snowflake melting merch. And for that, that's been a wonderful show. I'm Gabriel Montalvo, and this has been Gabby Lipsky. Don't let fear take your freedom. (laughs) 